Hello everyone, welcome to Haven, the place where we become whole together and very excited to have you here. We've got Lauren with us as we discuss the question of what's God doing in the world today? An interesting question and if you have thoughts about this or questions, I hope you do, please put them in the chat and we'll answer them live or you can put them in the comments later on and we'll get back to you. But Lauren, uh, tell me a bit about yourself just to introduce you to uh, those watching at home. Awesome. So, yeah, my name's Lauren. I lead the youth ministry at Catalyst Church Ipswich. Uh, that's a space where I've been a youth leader for about seven years and this year got to step into that new space of oversighting it. So very excited about seeing how God could use me and also other people and, you know, have those conversations around how, yeah. how we can tap into what God's doing. It's exciting. Yeah. So new, new things for you this year. New things, definitely. Yeah. Going well? Yeah. Excellent. Now, let's jump into that question broadly to start with. Is God uh, active? Is he working in the world today? What do you think, Lauren? I think absolutely, yeah. 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 I think as long as Jesus has not returned, God's got to be working in the world, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah. you'd say that it's not like God just set everything in motion and left it. Mm, no. Any... um sort of ideas of why you think that? Yeah, I think even if I just think about my own life and the way that I feel regularly, you know, prompted to pray for someone or to reach out to someone or, um, you know, or even just grow in my own faith mm. and dig deeper with God, I think if God was not active in the world, why would I feel inclined to do these things? Yeah, so if we're saying that God is still active in the world, mm. I guess the question then becomes, well, what is he doing? Mm. There's lots of things going on in the world at the moment. Yeah. Is God behind them? What's his involvement? And I guess how can we, how can we sort of pick up on what God is doing and what he isn't doing? Mm. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think there's a lot in that question yeah. probably. I think, you know, I'll be honest, I don't have the answer to is he behind certain things mm. or does he orchestrate it versus does he work it for good? I think that's a battle on its own. But I think in terms of seeing what he's doing, I think that, you know, a prayer that I like to have regularly is, you know, gives me the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Like, I think it's easy to go through the world um, and see, you know, see and hear what's going on naturally. But I think I want to know what's going on in the supernatural. Where's God actually working? Mm. And can I be intentional about catching on to that and taking opportunities and that sort of thing? So really like that intentional prayer yeah. and then seeking it and then being brave enough to step into it. An exciting space to be aware of that yeah. there's more going on perhaps than just what we see in the in the physical world around yeah. us. And we're gonna launch into giving some finding out a bit about that, how we can see what God might be doing in the world. Mm. And I think a great way to do that is to see how God has acted in the past, looking at the scriptures, and if we can see the patterns of how God works, that gives us some clues of what God might be up to today. So we're going to play a verse video now, and it's going to be from Acts 16. So watch and read that, and uh, we'll get back into it.
Yeah, a lot happening in that that passage of scripture there. Mm. I know we've read it before. Yes. Um, is there anything that particularly stands out to you in in talking about this topic of how God works? I think the fact that there was a group of people right where they needed to be for the disciples to come, mm. Jesus to you know have that space to move, sort of thing. Like I think. Sometimes we're looking to go find the person, but sometimes God might put them exactly where they need to be for us to then yeah. meet with them. Yeah. God, God works through people. That's right. That's a. That's he may a be great... moving their hearts even before we feel moved. Does that make sense? Like mm. sometimes we were talking about. Sometimes I want to have the ears to see and eyes to hear to be to be moved, but God may be moving in people's hearts even before they know it's Him. No. Get them where they need to be to meet with us. Yeah. I think is I think that I'm encouraged by that. Yeah. yeah, that God's in control. We aren't mm. in control. We can't control other people, That's nor right. should we try to. No. Uh, but where God is at work, mm. we can take part in that. And mm. it's interesting to see if we look at how uh, we see Paul being led, it's through times where it says the Spirit stops him. He feels like it's a closed door. And then there's a dream, so little hints mm. of, yeah, this this might be where, where we're going. And as uh, he steps out into that, God directs further. So sometimes there's got to be some action yeah. in in that process of, of God showing us what he's up to. If we know, well, God uh, cares about the poor, if we just think that as a concept, we might not really get much of an idea of what's happening. But if we, oh, let's do what we can mm. to help, we might start to discover more of what, yeah. what God's up to. Absolutely. And I think especially in that comment of, you know, like, the poor i think it can be easy to categorize that as a not my problem sort yes. of thing and i think when we think about it poor is not just money it's not just financial wealth it could be time poor it could be community poor it could be love poor and i think we have the opportunity to be part of the answer in, in talking about yeah that's yeah. good and then you see uh he thinks well logically where are people going to be um so a bit of logic and reason is involved there yes. using our brains that god's given us and then we see the interaction with Lydia there and the invitation that Lydia gives. So following people's invitations mm. is a great way that we can see God leading as well. Yeah. And I think something that grabs me as well is like at the very end, you know, Lydia persuaded them. And I think is that maybe a challenge we can get so caught up in what we think should happen that we're actually missing the invitation from someone else to come into their life. Like the fact that someone had to persuade them to come and minister to her in a sense, you yes. know. And I think that's a good challenge of using your brain, but also listening to the spirit and being mm. ready to respond and not just go, this is how God's going to use me today, but rather God, how are you going to use me today? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, you see God can see Lydia there. She's on her own and he sees Paul over here and he sees these two need to connect. Mm. And it's amazing how he brings them together. Yeah. So that's a, it's an amazing thought to think that God notices us and often brings the, the right people into our lives. Absolutely. Have you ever experienced something like that where God's brought someone into your life at the Definitely. right time? I think even just thinking about my own story of faith, I had grown up as a small child in a Christian family. Um, my parents were pastors at the time, but then through, I guess, the brokenness of the world, they stopped being pastors mm -hmm. um, and we actually all stopped going to church. And so for me, it was a childlike faith and then nothing. And then I got to around grade 11, grade 12, and my cousin was coming to Catalyst Church in Ipswich um, for the youth group and she she did the invite and it was if it had been anyone else I probably would have been like nope not interested but I think 
she was the right person at the right time because she was my cousin. She was mm -hmm. my family. I trusted her. I loved her. I trusted what she had to say in the impact of what might happen in my life. And so that was my story mm -hmm. is that I listened to the right person at the right time. My heart was open. I guess for her, I was, you know, a person of peace, which I think is a concept you might be exploring in a moment. Um, and so I got to, yeah, come here and, and make faith decision. And now I'm running the youth ministry, which is crazy the way God works through years, but yeah, it's a funny, sure. funny way that he works, but yeah. responding to that. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned a person of peace and yeah. you can see Lydia is a person of peace in this story. Mm -hmm. Can you maybe just unwrap that concept yeah. a bit? Yep. So in very simple terms, I guess, because it doesn't need to be a complex concept. Otherwise, how are we all meant to grab it if it's a, a you know, a hard concept, but the key, I guess, points would be, do they like you or do you like them if you're the person that maybe is still on your journey? But if someone was going to be a person of peace for me, then it may be, do they like me? Um, you know, my, my best mate at the moment is on a journey and does she like me? Yeah, absolutely. We've been friends for a very long time. I would hope that she still likes me. Um, do they listen to you? Is it not just in conversation that they'll have a chat, but uh, do they come back to you? Hey, I remember what time you said that thing and that really impacted me, or I was thinking about that concept you brought up sort of thing. That, mm. That's the sort of space you're looking for. And then the third one is, do they serve you? So serve, I guess, can be quite a Christian term. And if you're new to that space, that might sound a bit weird. Um, but really that sense of, you know, do they want to love you practically? Do they want to help out? Do they go, oh, do you need a hand with that? Do you want me to come over and help you paint the fence or, or bring you a meal when you're sick sort of thing? And mm. I think that's really... If you have someone that ticks those boxes, then they're already open to what you might have to say. And that's maybe the prompting to, to go deeper mm. of like, can I pray for you? Or, hey, would you like to read the Bible with me and kind of explore whatever that looks like with them? Yeah. yeah. So as you're talking, I get the kind of idea that not only does God work through people, but mm. there's also the right people for for others so yep. that God might use you in, in a way that he in someone's life that he wouldn't be able to use someone else. Yeah. Do you think there's an element of that, that everyone's yeah. got people they connect with better than others? I think so, absolutely. Like, even if you just think about personalities, like we have different personalities. Yeah. And so we will reach people that the other person wouldn't. Mm. And I think as well, person of peace and that concept of how we reach people in that sense, um, it is a little bit different from... I guess what we call an evangelist, um, someone who seems very specifically gifted to go and talk to strangers and share the gospel. And it's something I feel we are all called to, um, but maybe not in the same sense. And mm -hmm. so while you might not be someone that goes up to a stranger and shares the gospel in the street, you might have someone in your community, maybe it's your neighbor, maybe it's a work colleague, maybe it's a family member, like your cousin, <laughs> um, who you can actually go and invest in, where if, if you're not that person leaning forward and asking God to show you where to move, Will they, will they hear that? Mm. Will they get that chance to go deeper with anyone else? Maybe. I believe God's good, but why miss the opportunity? Yeah, yeah. good. Now I can see a few people in the chat. We've got Peter and Kerry. Hello to you. Feel free Hello. to pop in a question for us right now. We'll do our best to have a go at answering it. Yeah. Uh, but one question I, I heard asked as I was just discussing this, this topic uh, earlier in the week is, you know, why would you need to share the gospel with somebody. If somebody's, you know, already a person of peace, they've, they've got a sense of peace about them, uh, what is it about the gospel that is something that is the extra they, they might need? I think 
for me. Like if I'm a Christian, if I believe in Jesus and, and what he's done for me and that's real, why would I, why do I keep that to myself? And I think while someone might already have good relationships and maybe have a healthy life and have a happy marriage and have good friends, if they're missing that ultimate, what we genuinely believe is the hope of the world, why would I keep that from them? Mm -hmm. You know, it's only going to make their life better sort of thing. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's a sense of hope and a sense of peace. And, and who am I to, I think I heard, I don't remember who said it, but a quote that like, how much must you hate someone to not share what you believe is the ultimate hope? You know, hmm. and I think that's that's a bit harsh, but it's very challenging of like, why not? Why not do the ask? And if they say no, you go, okay, and and ask God to show you someone else. Maybe they're not your person of peace because there's someone else who is, and that's okay. Okay. Yeah. So, great. And we had a question come in also on Saturday night um, about, it's probably the one that you'd really, I'm not sure about touching, but it's the big concept of is God behind things like COVID-19 mm. and the sickness and, and wars we see uh, around the world at the moment. Do you have any thoughts about God's involvement? <laughs> it's all right if you don't. I don't have the answer. Um, and what I say is, I guess, my own personal reflection in my time with God in these things. And I think the perspective I would come from would be, I don't know that God orchestrates them of it like uh, I want this to happen I think potentially they're the result of the broken world which is the world that we live in because of sin um, because of what happened with Adam and Eve in the garden I think the world is a broken place but I think like I said before God works all things for mm. good and what a great opportunity for those of us who do believe to actually go and practically love our neighbor and practically love our workmates or our friends or, or the, the broader community so that it can be worked for good and God God's hope can actually intervene. Mm. So I think, I don't know, I don't know if God orchestrates it or comes up with it. You'll have to ask him one day, hopefully yourself. Um, but I think God can work in it yeah. for good. Yeah. And I think if we've learned one thing from our discussion together mm. and looking at that that passage is that God works through people mm. in a personal, you know, per, even person-to-person -person level. Yeah. So while we might not understand everything that's going on, uh, when you get down to people god notices individual people he notices you mm. he notices people that are actually suffering yeah. and he uses people and hopefully those people that god is wanting to use are, are brave enough and are in tune enough with what he wants yeah. to go and, and meet that need so i would encourage people if, if you feel a prompting to do something uh for for somebody else that just Feel that, that might be God, mm. and if you don't do it, maybe that person's going to miss out on an experience of God. That's right. So, any any stories where you felt used by God? Yeah, yeah, probably a few. But one that's coming to mind at the moment. There was one time where I feel like when God's moving on our hearts, sometimes you might, I guess, catch a heart for someone or a people group or something like that. You maybe wouldn't usually. And I remember it was a few years ago, but for some reason, my heart just felt for like the elderly community that were without community or maybe without help. And it was random because me, mm -hmm. I run youth. Youth is 100%, 99% of the time, maybe not 100, where my heart goes for young people, for teenagers. And for some reason, my heart was just breaking for a different community. And mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do with that. So I didn't feel like it was a go change a job or, you know, dive into something. Um, but then I happened to be out and about in Brisbane just walking along and just saw this older gentleman who just was struggling with Walker, trying to get down to the road, just going very slowly. Um, and I guess because of that heart and that's the God moving through the world and through me, um, had opportunity, stranger, walk up, hi, how are you going? Um, his name was Norm. 
and we had a little chat he shared a little bit as he shuffled along about his health story and then yeah. at the end i was like is there anything i can actually just do for you and he's like could you call me a taxi the ranks down the road i can only probably get to the end of this road and just got to practically love him by going yep i'll call a taxi i'll have the convo of look he can't get to the rank can you meet him somewhere else yeah. and, and they did and that was awesome i offered to pray he declined that's okay i still got to practically love him so i guess that's an opportunity where i was mm. brave enough to take it um and i think not not to be harsh but i think for me and potentially for other people out there it i think it comes back to like honestly a pride thing like who am i to say that my day is more important or that what i have planned or how i want to live my life is more important than what god wants to do in me or through me or to reach others so yeah. sometimes it is that submission or surrender yeah. of who i am and what i want to do and run the risk of being humiliated but if someone encounters god is it not all worth it mm. so yeah yeah that's a great story of thank you taking that step and mm. and leaving space in your day as well to yeah. have the time not being rushing everywhere right. to actually follow that prompt yeah. sometimes mm. yeah it's really good so thank you. thank you for watching those of you chatting in the um, chat that's great let's continue this conversation through the week you can message us uh, on our website you can also message the number on the screen or interact in our social media groups that would be great and during the week we've had uh, someone put in this moment of wonder where they have gone wow uh, seen seen something that's really just triggered something in them and, and reminded them of how amazing God really is. Mm -hmm. So Kerry's seen these these wrens here with the, the purple on them, an amazing luminant purple, luminous purple. So mm -hmm. uh, thank you for sharing that, Kerry. And if you have something that is like that for you during your week, please send it in to us and uh, we'd love to show it right here. Uh, but now we come to the time where we're going to pray. Pray for, pray for you. Uh, if you have something that you need prayer for, please put it in the chat now. And again, that offer extends right through the week. Uh, a few people have messaged in things they have needed through the week. Uh, we, we most certainly welcome that uh, and we'll help you where we can. Uh, but if there's, if there's nothing, we'll just pray, pray generally. Yeah. Uh, Father God, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for uh, just revealing a few things to us um, about the ways that you work and the encouragement that you work through us, um, that we can be involved in what you're doing. And I know that I've experienced uh, your blessing and provision for me, even this week through other people. So I thank you for those. Thank you for uh, the people watching at home. I pray, Lord, that you would just reveal yourself to them and make your love known to them uh, and whatever they're doing this week. Give them the, the courage where they need it to to step out and, and do the things they, they think you're calling them to. Amen. Amen. All right, great, great discussion. Uh, thank you, Lauren, for joining us. Right, thanks for having me. Encouraging to hear that God is working through people like us, everyday people, mm -hmm. uh, and I really am grateful for those in my life. Thank you to the, you, you know who you are, who've uh, been a blessing to me. And we we'll hope to see you next week. Uh, also got someone's story on Thursday night. And maybe some of you might tune in on Wednesday for our little Bible devotion mm -hmm. at uh, lunchtime. But great to see you and hope to see you one of those times.